0: I don't know that we're so much the minority, but we're the silent, a silent group of teachers uh, because we're bullied. We're bullied Mm -hmm. into uh, submission, but also because people are scared and fearful.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are creating documentary films about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. But today, I am so excited because I have three guests on the show with me today, and I am going to let these ladies take their turn and introduce themselves. But they are with Innovative Teachers of Texas, and it's a professional association for Texas teachers by Texas teachers. So ladies, who wants to start first? Hello. Well, I guess I can go ahead and start. Um, My name is Jennifer Winter Zimmerman.
0: In the public school, I taught for about five years. And then in private education, I've taught for about seven years. I was my son's preschool teacher. Uh, Last year, I taught Spanish and um, I taught Spanish in high school. And um, gosh, we were speaking with a state senator and he he was mentioning to us, Gosh, you know, you all, as a couple, you should begin uh, a conservative uh, teacher organization. And we thought,
1: oh, yeah, I guess... I guess we should. There's, I mean, there's not one. So maybe there, there would be a market for that. So let me jump over here to Melissa and Carol. So Melissa, so where, where were you at during all of this? And, and, you know, walk us through how you got involved with Innovative Teachers of Texas and why that was,
2: why it was important to you. So I'm, I just finished my 22nd year as a public school teacher. And I've been in four different districts here in Texas. I've, I've loved everywhere that I've ever taught, but I have had very different experiences in all four of those districts because some of them have um, more conservative leadership um, where, you know, they try to, to focus more on traditional values. And then some of them have more liberal leadership and. You know, so I was able to see. I've I've worked in everything from a small rural district here in Texas to inner city to suburban. Um, so I've I've had a pretty well rounded kind of experience in, in public schools here in Texas, and I've worked with a variety of different um, professionals that are both conservative and um, liberal. And so I knew that there definitely um, was a hunger for those of us who are conservative who kind of can see how those values. Um, have changed so much just over the, the 22 years that I've been in education. And I remember a very pivotal moment and it was maybe 2003 when at some award show it's um and I don't even remember exactly which award show, but I happen to be watching it and I don't typically watch those, but um, it was when Madonna and Britney kissed, um you know, live. And I remember thinking, here we go. And the next day, um, during lunch with my colleagues, I told them, I said, you guys watch, watch, we're about to have a whole bunch of girls, um, that are, are going to decide, you know, that, that they have a a different, um, sexual orientation. And they all kind of looked at me like, really? You think so? And I said, absolutely. Because pop culture is, is going to take them in that direction. And it was within just a matter of maybe a month or two. All of a sudden, I mean, it was everywhere. And I'll tell you, at that point, I myself was not a Christian. I didn't accept Christ until um, I was thirty-eight. Um, so that was, you know, just six months or so, right? Um, no, <laughs> but no, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite a bit older now. But um, my, my first years of of teaching. Um, you know, I, I still had traditional values, but not necessarily Christian values. Um, right. I still consider myself to be a conservative, but, but once Jesus, you know, got a hold of me, um, it just really solidified my values. And I started to pay attention to things um, just a lot more. I started to pay attention to you know, some of the, the messages that were, you know, being sent to kids and, um, and, and I remember when Obama signed the executive order that said that we had to allow, um, any gender who, you know, decided that they were a different gender into any restroom. I remember that again, being a very pivotal moment and thinking, my goodness, here we go. Um, And so it just, you know, watching the whole evolution of of how the school system has just spiraled down, and it seems to have done it really, really quickly, just, you know, really probably in the past 10 years, but my goodness, maybe in the past five. I think another really big moment in in our organization, because we've, this summer will be three years that we started this organization. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I really believe it's a God thing because mm-hmm. we got off the ground. And like Jennifer said, we started off with 25 members. That's, that's it, mm-hmm. just 25 members. And, you know, and then all of a sudden COVID hit and all these parents started waking up. And, you know, seeing some of the things that were going on and then we had all these teachers that were like, finally, I feel like we've got, you know, communities saying we don't want this nonsense in schools. And we saw these conservative parents, you know, um, just really taking taking charge. And so that made us feel more empowered. We don't we don't want to be like the other teacher unions as far as having power. We're not trying to gain power we're trying to empower both teachers and parents to be able to do what's best for their children. And so, you know, having, having those parents that were, you know, waking up and paying attention, well, we felt so much more empowered by that because we were like, see, there are parents that don't want this kind of nonsense in the schools. They don't want CRT. They don't want all the, you know, the, the gender, you know, confusion taking over
1: the schools help parents especially especially parents and any other concerned citizen understand where do the teachers get their directives like the things that you have to teach where is that coming from how much freedom do you even have in education in teaching the curriculum you know because there's all these rules and guidelines and where do they come from I
2: think it probably depends on from district to district and department to department, as far as um, how much autonomy teachers actually have. I, I don't know that school districts here in Texas um, are, are pushing some of this stuff as much as, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, some of it, cause I've not, I've not taught, I've not been in a position like Carol was in where I was being told that I had to teach any kind of, Sexual education, and I can tell you, in the district I'm currently in, there when they approach any kind of sex ed, they still um, approach it with um, abstinence, and so that's something I'm very proud of my district for standing firm in that. They, mm-hmm. you know, there I've heard some people complain about that, and I just push back and say, no, I, I completely support my school district when they're teaching abstinence. I've been very pleased with, you know, their their stance on that. So, Carol, this is interesting because,
1: you know, we share your story in The Mind Polluters. So tell me how you got involved and your part in Innovative Teachers of Texas. Well, I think it really had to do with
0: the fact that I have an organization called Concerned Parents of Texas, uh, which we, you know, I was teaching at the time in Austin ISD here at the capital city here in Texas. Right. And um Unlike where Melissa works, uh, teachers in Austin ISD, we are uh, conservative teachers. We are. I don't know that we're so much the minority, but we're the silent, a silent group of teachers uh, because we're bullied. We're bullied Mm -hmm. into uh, submission. But also because people are scared and fearful um, in this city to be to be. And also they've gotten used to uh, people that have different values uh, dominating everything. And so Mm we become pretty complacent in that way. And so um, when I decided to join uh, to form with my other co-founders, two two co-founders as well, uh, concerned parents, um, it. I, I was apparently not the poster child for the uh, Austin ISD teacher. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, right. I was not. I was not going to get teacher of the year in Austin
1: ever. Uh, so, um, I well, and tell people to- tell people why. I mean, we we can joke about it and laugh because I know the backstory to that. But why why do you say that that, that you're not the poster child or getting any awards for that? Well, because
0: I have always believed as a teacher, as an educator, that parents hold the key to uh, to effective and thriving students. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and, and I've always known that that has been the major component that really gives the outcome of success to any student slash child. And so um so that's not something public school really encourages, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're the savior that they're the ones. The public school see themselves as swooping in and saving everyone. And the teacher is supposed to do is just is supposed to take this this whole position, you know, of of uh, say not just saving kids educationally, but everything else, which is one of the reasons why why we have these problems. Right. Is to take over the parent per- Abilities, and even save students from the from their own parents, and right. so and so when I when I left teaching after twenty years, um, in and out of the classroom subbing, I had taught mainly public school, some private school, music. Um, I, I I knew. You know, I'm never going to get, I used to pray for favor. I used to pray really uh, for favor from my, please, please, because I did, was not attacked as a teacher until I came to AISD. And I had been in eight different school districts because of moving around with my husband's job, And for anybody- Uncle Sam.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And for anybody not in Texas, AISD is Austin Independent School District? Yes. Yes. They're
0: mainly independent school districts. uh, And then they're hybrids of other kinds, but most of them are called ISDs here. And, And so I just basically got a call from Jennifer And uh, Jennifer, I had known her husband already for a little while, not not uh, very closely at that time, uh, but I knew of him and I had spoken of him. We would run into each other at different uh, different events around as I was doing, you know, speaking and doing public presentations like I still do. And and uh, and she invited me to come over and have a conversation. And there were some very influential people there, the senator, former senator that she had mentioned and. And I just really was like, I just asked myself, Lord, can I really help these people? <laughs> can I really bring something to this, this organization? And I was very, very busy. And so I was really concerned about that. But basically, I knew I said, you know what? Teachers need this because yeah. I valued I worked with so many teachers in Austin who after I had left Austin ISD, Austin Independent, after I had left, I would run into them at the grocery store at some yeah. public place. And they'd, I talked to them about what, you know, the, the changes that they were making on our school campus about pushing LGBT. And they would say, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, no, no, no. And I was like, you never said a word. Yeah, you never, you never even showed that that was something that you didn't agree with. In mm-hmm. my mind, I was telling myself that, and yeah. that just made me more understand this organization because it's like if these teachers actually knew they had a voice, how different might even it even be in the, one of the most liberal cities in the United States, Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what if you felt empowered? Tell me, what what are you providing for people and how can they get involved and and just go through everything that you want them to know? Well, they can get
0: involved by becoming a member. They can go to ittexas.org and they can go to the Join Us page and they can sign up and become a
1: member. We have extremely affordable um, dues. We are fairly... Grassroots. This has been a fantastic conversation. I love sitting down and having conversation and just listening. I I love hearing your guys' hearts and where you're coming from and where you're going. I cannot wait to watch and follow your journey and your growth because I know (laughs) that there are more teachers and administrators and parents who are willing to support what you're doing. Thank you ladies so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait. You know, maybe we just might come to that, that second what'd you say the second tuesday second Thursday. tuesday july 12th july 12th july 12th, 12th. 12th. Oh, yeah you know i might have to make a trip to texas praise god <laughs> I'd love to, love to have you there all right. all right ladies thank you so much for joining me today